Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Freedom of Species brings animal advocacy to the airwaves. It's a program dedicated to raising awareness of issues concerning animals. This includes advocacy, activism, protection, conservation and, importantly, appreciation. The show is broadcast from the 3CR studios in Melbourne on 855am. And thank you very much to Sally for another great show of Out of the Pan. Tune in next week at 12 o'clock to hear Sally's show. So despite it feeling like we've been in a um, federal election campaign for months now, with the, both the political cam- large political um, parties being revved up for the campaign, there hasn't been an Australian federal election called yet. It was speculated that it'd be called today, but that's been pushed back again. Um, But it looks like we'll probably get an election um, called for about the 18th of May. And some people are saying that that's the latest it could happen for different reasons. Um, So probably the 18th of May, but don't be surprised if that gets pushed back a little bit later. Although we don't know the specific date, the Australian federal election is certainly just around the corner, and given the election processes, is more likely to occur sometime in May. So we're most most likely certainly going to get an election in May. And here at Freedom of Species, we want to help you get informed about whether the elect- what, the, what the election means for animals. We have a variety of political parties joining us today um, to talk about their policies and how they could help or hinder animals. We have invited candidates from minor parties um, with explicit animal policies. So we are joined, thankfully, thank you very much, by uh, Tanya Breeze, a candidate representing Pirate Party Australia, um, running for Senate in this upcoming federal election. We also have Ben Schultz, a candidate representing uh, the Australian Justice Party, who is also standing... Animal oh, Justice sorry, Party. <laughs> animal just, I mean, I've had Animal Justice Party on here so many times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry about that, Ben. So the Animal Justice Party and standing for um, Senate as well. Um, and we'll also be joined a little later on by Jason Ball from the Greens Party, who is running as a candidate for Higgins. We, just for, just for um, transparency reasons, we also... Ran, uh, called out to the Reason Party, but didn't get a response from them. So they were invited, but they didn't make it in. Yeah, and I just wanted to also just sort of put this discussion in some context here at 3CR. So 3CR is all about giving voices to issues and groups who are not represented in the mainstream media. So in terms of this discussion, I think we're doing that in two different ways in that animal issues are often neglected in discussions about politics. So we're getting that issue in there. And second of all as well, um, politics is often dominated by the two major parties and minor parties often don't get a voice. And I remember being at a politics event and someone saying the major parties represent the majority of Australians' views and it's like that's not necessarily true it's not a controlled experiment because they dominate the media coverage so it's good to hear from parties we don't often hear from in the mainstream media so we're very happy to give um, yeah wide range of different parties a voice today and on that same note i just wanted to mention um that to to point out that we're giving um 
animals a chance here. We're speaking um, for a large proportion of individuals in Australia who do not have any say in the political process. Um, they are their their lives are determined by what we choose to do, um, and the candidates that run and who represent us can make a big difference in the lives of animals. So we are hoping that we um, that you can, when you're going to the polls this year, we encourage you to think about what the policies that candidates are putting forward um, will do for the cows, the chickens, the dingoes, the cats and the kangaroos of Australia and think about the political consequences from their perspective because they don't get a vote unless that vote is represented through you. So without further prattle from me, let's, um, let's hear from the party representatives. Um, Tanya, do you want to give us a bit of an um, outline of what the Pirate Party's general position on animal issues is? Okay, thank you very much. Um, the Pirate Party may not be the first party people think of when they think of animal welfare issues, but we do have a very broad range of policies that cover animal issues as well as many other areas. And uh, essentially our animal welfare policy is based on opposition to animal abuses and to ensure that food production is conducted with less cruelty um, do you want me to go into more detail at the moment yeah, as such? Yeah, We'd maybe like a little bit more, yeah. To yeah. see that a ban on puppy farming and similar uh, industries. Yep. Something we've seen in um, Victoria, haven't we? We've seen the ban on puppy farming in, in Victoria. Yeah, so, so some of these federal, things federal do federal need to be that. taken federally. Yep. Um, certainly ban on cosmetics testing on animals. It's not necessary, needs to end. Um, and that, has that um, that's been that legislation passes. just went through? Yeah, yeah. So there was earlier this this year, I think it was. Yeah, we Jason actually got, yeah, we actually got the ban on cosmetics um, for animal testing in Australia. So animals, I'm not sure we can't test on animals in Australia for cosmetics. Is that right? Or import, or import. cosmetics that oh. have been tested? Yeah, great. great. Wow. Okay, excellent. So we're getting along along there. Um, also, we would like to see abattoirs compelled to stun prior to slaughter. While many people might say we shouldn't be killing animals at all, it is a reality of our society. We need to minimise the cruelty that animals face in those situations. Mm -hmm. um, importantly, we would definitely like to have whistleblower protection for those who expose animal abuse issues at farms and facilities and ensure that people feel free and are encouraged to speak out so that we can prevent some of these issues from happening. Mm. We'd also like to see transparent and clear labelling on animal products um, so that people know if they choose to use animal products exactly what's going on. For example, the uh, approach to free range and what can be labelled as free range and uh, in our policy document we do list out um, a variety of yeah, specific pol yeah. policies yep. and positions yep. um, on what should be, be be allowed to be classed as free range. Yep. So... Okay, great. And Ben, do you want to tell us about the Animal AJPs? Justice Party? Yeah, yeah, we've got a longer-term vision for a kinder Australia, but we recognise that that's going to proceed in stages. We're not going to turn the, the country vegan overnight. So our policies recognise that, uh, and they just don't just simply describe the, our vision for the future but the steps to get there. Um, our party values are based on kindness, equality, rationality, nonviolence, and all our decisions, whether they be animal or not, 
uh, are guided by these um, timeless principles. So major focuses for us, of course, the federal election are going to be banning live export. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're also going to be talking a lot about the future of agriculture and what that means to supporting farmers' transition from animal agriculture to sustainable-based, plant-based horticulture. Um, Yeah, they're they're doing it tough, and we want to make sure that those regional centres are supported through innovation and R&D and and production. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to be focusing on the environment a lot as well. So I think we're the only political party that actively um, advocates for um, animal agriculture as a leading source of climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the Greens even mentioned that in their policies. And we'll maybe hear that hear from Jason in a yeah, moment. Yeah, it might be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't and wait to ask him. Yeah, the Pirate Party does have positions on that too. So. Like yep. raising the environmental impact of animal agriculture? Yes. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to that's gonna feature in this campaign. Protecting uh, wildlife uh, is going to feature, particularly kangaroos, and mm-hmm. we're, gonna, we're advocating strongly to end the slaughter of kangaroos in Australia, an iconic species. Indeed. So, um, you know, we've also we already had Mark Pearson, our MP for New South Wales, over in, the Euro- in Europe um, trying to advocate to stop the importation of, of kangaroo meat. Yeah, great. Um, but certainly some, some forward-thinking policies. Yeah, I could go on and on and on. Yeah, but, no, that's uh, probably a good point to go to the opening song, I think, and then yeah. we'll, go to, we'll go to the phone into Jason after this track. Yep. So the first song that we're going to be hearing is uh, by Gil Scott Heron, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. In December 2017, Tanya Day, proud Yorta Yorta woman and much-loved member of the Aboriginal community, was travelling by train to Melbourne. When V-Line staff found her asleep, they called Castlemaine Police and she was removed from the train and charged with public drunkenness. Tanya died 17 days later as a result of head injuries sustained while in custody. This would never have happened had the recommendations of the 2001 Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody been implemented. Tanya Day's family is calling for the crime of public drunkenness to be abolished and for the implementation of genuine community health alternatives to incarceration. Please add your support by signing the petition at 3CR Reception, 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, or online by entering Tanya Day Petition into your browser. You're listening to Freedom of Species on 855-3CR. And today we are joined by a few different candidates um, who will be running in the upcoming Australian federal election. We've got Ben from the Animal Justice Party. We've got Tanya from the Pirate Party. And we are actually joined by phone by Jason Ball um, from the Greens Party. Ben, how are you going? Oh, sorry, Jason, thanks for joining us. Um, do you want to just give us a bit of a, a update on what the Greens' positions are on animal issues? Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. Sorry I can't be joining you in the studio. I am out door knocking today in beautiful, sunny Malvern. Uh, uh, but 
you know, wish I could be in the studio with you. And uh, I'm a bit of a late ring-in. I understand that I was potentially going to be at a press conference because of the election uh, being called today. But it looks like, as you said in your intro there, that um, Scott Morrison wants to spend an extra week spending taxpayer money on travel <laughs> and um, advertising. So, Fair point. So yeah. be it. Um, look, uh, for me, just to give you a little bit of background, I mean, um, animal rights are close to my heart. I grew up in a country town high in the hills of the Yarra Valley, and my family has been involved in adopting ex-racehorses um, and rescuing chickens from battery farms. So from a very young age, um, I knew that animals are sentient beings and they can feel suffering and they can't speak for themselves. And so it's up to us as human beings to, to speak up and protect their welfare. And um, yeah, look, I'm very proud to be a Greens candidate as a party who have long championed the rights of animals. We have over um, 30 policy aims that relate to animal rights. Um, and I thought maybe I'd, I'd just let you know maybe four of the key ones that we're going to be championing at the upcoming federal election. Yeah, um, please do. The first one um, is ending live exports of animals for slaughter overseas. And so um, this, uh, I'll, I'll just mention each four. If you want to go into more detail from uh, each of them, more than happy to chat. The other one is around banning the manufacture, sale and importation of animal tested cosmetics. Um, a third one, uh, ending uh, intensive factory farming across Australia. And, and fourth, uh, I thought I could talk about our policies around banning greyhound racing and the export of racing greyhounds overseas. Um, so, yeah, yeah happy, to, happy to jump into any of those in more detail. But that's sort of four of the key ones that I thought I'd share with you today. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we can definitely get into some of those, but just um, maybe first of all, if you don't mind speaking to this, we've had, well, we've got the Animal Justice Party here today and we've had them on a number of times and there's a lot of commonality between the animal policies from the Animal Justice Party and the Greens. But one of the big difference is the position on the killing of kangaroos from the government. I was wondering if there is any sort of discussions going on within the Greens or anyone uh, challenging that current pro-cull position. Uh, from my understanding, the Greens' policies on kangaroo culling, uh, I, I think it's that we uh, oppose the culling on public land. Is that right? But not private. Um, it have to uh, potentially, Ben, if you want to remind me. Um, but, um, you know, uh, yeah. Oh, ben, I, I, do you have a, do you, are you aware of that? So there is a position on culling of kangaroos. In some form. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure of the specific... specific yeah, that, that, whether it's public or private land, I don't think it's... Yeah, um, yeah I think that was... Um, the kangaroos. That was uh, Bruce Poon. We had the president of the AJP a while ago, and he was citing that as one of the main policy differences between the two. And mm. I know that... Um, I was looking at some, uh, some things earlier on before the show, and I know that in 2016, the Greens certainly had a position that was pro-killing of kangaroos for... Um, for commercial use, I believe, in, in the context that it is environmentally um, friendly, I believe. But that was 2016, so the position might have changed. But that might be something that listeners can, um, can look up to see um, what the current Greens position is. Well, we also don't advocate for the slaughter of Brumbies. Mm. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, Jason, did you want to did you want to go into um, more particularly particularly around um, perhaps the greyhound the greyhound industry shutting down the greyhound industry and what that would look like? Yeah, sure. I'm sorry I can't comment more on the kangaroo culling. I, I would have um, prepped for it if I knew you wanted to chat about it. Um, but the, in terms of 
greyhound like australia is one of only eight countries in the world where greyhound is still legal um and you know it, it's a sport in decline thankfully and the act have actually already banned greyhound racing and it's time for other states to follow suit but the other issue on top of that is the export of australian greyhounds to be raced and bred in places with you know animal welfare conditions that are below the minimum acceptable standards, so countries like China, Macau and Vietnam. And so federally, the Greens are calling on a ban for the export of uh, racing greyhounds, um, which I think is important. And then obviously also when it comes to exports, the live export trade is a very hot one at the moment. And, you know, we've seen example after example where sheep and cattle have been exported from Australia and experience, you know, very terrible suffering during the transport and then often horrific deaths in countries that don't have the same standards of animal welfare that we do in Australia. And so this, you know, the Greens have long called for the ending of this trade. Um, it's an industry that actually cannot be made safe or humane. And so the Greens have released a detailed and fully costed plan to transition towards local processing um, of, of box and chill meat for exports. And there's also many economic reports that confirm that domestically processing um, meat will actually be far better for our economy. Um, it'll pr- promote jobs and bring investment to regional economies as well as be far more humane for those animals. In terms of animal agriculture, I know personally I've got a lot of uh, friends who have been or are currently involved in the greens and who are vegan and are sort of challenging this idea of animal slaughter more generally rather than just attempting to make it more humane. I was wondering if those kind of discussions are going with on the within the greens, both in terms of the environmental impact of animal agriculture and also, I guess, seeing animal welfare as maybe not going far enough to respect animals. Um, look, I mean, I think you would find probably more vegan and vegetarian people within the Greens than any other party. Um, it, it's, it's not something at the moment that we're looking to legislate into policy, but certainly it's something that um, we promote in terms of at our events, having vegan and vegetarian food, for example, um, as well as, you know, a, a culture of generally our planet uh, eating less meat, which will be good for not only the welfare of animals, but also the environment as well. And and while we've got the, got you, just um, quickly, you mentioned uh, policies on ending or reducing factory farming. Um, can you just uh, go into that a little bit more and what would that look, look like? Yeah, sure. So we're, we're campaigning to end factory farming by supporting free-range farmers who are pr- producing food humanely. Um, uh, in the ACT, the Greens successfully banned cage egg production and sow stalls. Um, back in 2004, for example. And so we're looking at the federal election to try and get some national leadership or, um, to ensure that other states and territories also ban those processes. Um, and, you know, we've got uh, across Australia, Labor and the Liberals are actually taking us backwards. We saw in 2017 the Liberals passed quite misleading free-range egg labelling standards, mm-hmm. which, um, it, you know, we have factory farm chicken densities of, I think, 10,000 hens per hectare. Uh, per hectare labelled as free range instead of the acceptable um, definition of 1,500 that um, the RSPCA and other animal advocates were acting uh, advocating for. And so at this at the at the election, we're uh, calling for a national ban on cage eggs production, ending sow stalls and other cruel animal um, industrial animal farming practices, and also enforcing genuine free range standards. Um, so having better labelling laws that help us identify as consumers genuine free range and cruelty free products. 
Does anyone else have any questions for Jason before he heads off? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I just yeah. wanted to know when the Greens are going to be start advocating to shift people to a plant based diet, for example, because the number one thing that we can personally do to combat climate change, you can buy green green energy, da 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 da. But the number one thing a individual can do is to is to move to a plant based diet. So I'm just wondering yeah, when you're going to start there, there advocating are, for that. And that's been from the AJP. Yeah. It's, it's one thing, like, I mean, advocating for individual actions is not something you legislate. So, like, the Greens, for example, we're looking at what we can do structurally to fix some of the fundamental problems in our democracy that leads to things like animal cruelty. So, for example, you know, looking at the corrosive impact that, say, corporate donations to political parties have and over the last decade, Labor and Liberal have taken over $100 million from corporations to fund their election campaigns. And so that's not just fossil fuel companies and the big banks and property developers, but also things related to animals. Um, So things that many corporations um, profit over the abuse of animals, like gambling, like food production, these corporations actually donate to the major parties in exchange for policies that protect their profits. And so the Greens are the only party out of Labor, Liberal and the Greens who refuse to take donations from corporations. But not only that, um, we're looking to ban corporate donations to political parties. Um, we're looking to implement structural reform across the economy that will improve the, the welfare of animals and the reduction of emissions. Um, we can all, as individuals, you know, recycle more, use keep cups, eat less meat, um, which is great. Um, but really, um, it can't just be left up to individuals. We need national, international policy changes uh, in order to see real change. And so that's what you know. Why, from a legislative perspective, the policies around animals are focused on that. Yeah, great. Thank you very much, Jason. Do you have anything to add before we um, before you head off? Uh, look, I mean, I'd just love to. Uh, give a chance to shout out to all of those seats that the Greens have a real chance of winning at the next election. And, you know, uh, the Greens have already won lower house seat and um, and nine Senate seats. And we have a chance to win extra seats in places like Victoria, um, an extra Senate seat in the ACT. And that would hopefully give us the chance to be able to implement more of our policies. So for those of your listeners who live in seats like McNamara or Higgins or Kuyong or Wills or Cooper, um, just wanted to give a shout-out and say vote one green. Thanks so much for your time and thanks for taking the time when you're out door-knocking today, Jason. No worries, guys. Thanks a lot. All the best. All right, so um, does anyone have any responses to <sighs> I'm just, Jason's position? Well, I've missed the opportunity to ask him how long he's been vegan. <laughs> I, th- I suppose his argument is that he's um, looking for larger structural changes, which is is an important consideration um, from a political position. But yeah, definitely a vegan. Ideologically, um, he's on the right path, but instrumentally, are they making that change happen? Mm. You know, I really want to see. I'd love to have them on board and and not have to run as a political candidate and have the Animal Justice Party not exist mm. if the Greens went that extra step. Mm. What what about you, Tanya? Any responses? I mean, specifically in terms of veganism, which seems to be what we've morphed into discussing, I think that it's very difficult to tell any individual what they can and can't do. We can certainly encourage people to live more sustainably, which may include veganism or Mm. vegetarianism, depending on exactly where you're coming from as an individual. We can certainly promote eating less meat, healthy diets, etc., etc. But I think 
we need to do that through freedom of information, freedom of speech, freedom of culture and letting people make up their own minds. We can't legislate that individuals should do anything in particular mm. um, uh, we, we don't we don't we're not suggesting <laughs> no. we legislate veganism at, at at all but what we are doing is supporting programs of getting uh, healthier um, plant-based meals uh, into schools and hospitals um, removing carcinogenic products like bacon and and sausages and things like that making sure they're not fed to our most vulnerable the the young and the old yeah, and I think we might return to these discussions later. I think they've been underlying a lot of the discussions, this animal rights versus welfare distinction, whether it's in those terms, but it's definitely a big issue that comes up. But I want to change focus a little bit, and you've spoken about freedom, and mm. I, I know the Pirate Party has a big focus on internet freedom and, and personal freedom, those kind of things. And I wonder if maybe you could elaborate that in terms of your uh, support of whistleblowers exposing harm to animals, those kind of things, and how it maybe fits within the Pirate Party's broader philosophy, which I believe is a lot about yeah online freedom, personal freedom, and these kind of issues? Yeah, certainly the Pirate Party started um, as the internet burgeoned and people had access to more information and were more able to share information, uh, certainly digitally, but that also applies personally. Um, whistleblowers need to be protected if they see and call out injustices wherever they occur. Um, specifically, we're talking about animal welfare today. So, you know, people working within any industry where cruelty to animals occurs, where it can be made better, these practices don't tend to be transparent. They mm. don't tend to be the kind of things that companies crow about. They want to continue practices without the outside world knowing about it. Sometimes the only way to get information out of there is to you know, have someone who's willing to bring the information out and share it. Um, and they need to be protected if they are able to do that, if they're willing to do that. Um, and certainly we would like to see legislation in place that enshrines protection for people who are willing to do this. And it's certainly um, a, a good point because over uh, several years, and particularly in America, but um, some it's been talked about in Australia, things like the ag-gag laws that would uh, stop people from speaking out about atrocities that occur on farms um, and particularly prosecute people, uh, I think in some cases as eco-terrorists yeah. um, mm. for speaking out against cruelty of, of the practices. And does this does this fit into... I'm not sure if this is still an ongoing conversation, but it sort of comes up... It's been coming up for um, the last few elections is the idea of an independent office of animal welfare. Is that Has that happened or is it still something that people are parties are calling for? The we are study. still certainly calling for an independent office of animal welfare. Yep. We'd really like to see that happen at a federal level that can oversee, um, that can have enforcement powers nationally, um, is an office dedicated to specifically animal welfare, mm. um, mandated to take a scientific approach to information, to mm. research, um, to deal with issues and to, yeah, come with scientifically based recommendations um, for how we can support um, 
humane treatment of animals, not just farmed animals, but also our wildlife. Mm. Mm. At, at a state level already, there's an Office of Animal Welfare that exists that sits under the Agricultural Minister, so mm. think okay. about a conflict of interest. Apparently it was just a shuffling of the deck chairs a couple of years ago to make some people happy. But And that's the Victorian? That's in Victoria, correct. Any, do you know of any other states that have a, uh, an office? Off the top of my head, I don't. Okay. Yep. But um, So we, at a state level, we've been advocating or pushing for an independent agency for, animal, for protection of animals. Mm-hmm. At a, at a federal level, uh, we're calling it the Federal Animal Rights Commission. So we want to push to, to just making sure that there's justice for all sentient beings. Yeah. Yep. And is there much... Um, I mean, that's very different to... I think the Greens also have policies around an independent office for, of animal welfare. A, you, what, did your, what was yours? The Federal Animal Rights Commission. Which is very... Again, it's, mm. it, it's that, that difference between welfare and rights that we're mm. coming... Yeah, up with. and I think we might get into that, but I also wanted to give Ben a chance. Like, I know this mm. ag-gag has been a big issue, big issue of discussion in the animal movement, but also I think outside in terms of more civil liberties perspective, which um, Tanya highlighted as well. But, yeah, is there sort of uh, policies or is that area, area of concern, this focus on ag-gag? And I think in the US there was someone who was charged under terrorism laws for taking a photo of a cow who had been yes. uh, badly treated. I think that got overturned. But either way, yeah, this language around uh, terrorism, eco-terrorism has creeped in to Australian, some Australian politicians as well. Certainly uh, recently. Yeah, so is that a focus of the AJP or policies? Or We definitely want to protect whistle, whistleblowers mm-hmm. on farms. Um, we don't advocate for animal activists to break the law and, and enter farms. Um, we do have plenty of members that are animal rights activists, um, but you won't find anyone in the, um, on the committees or as a candidate um, advocating for that to happen. Uh, certainly, but uh, you know when these hor- you know absolutely horrible um, pieces of footage come come through, like Dominion, um, you know these things need to be shared shared widely as as widely as possible. And um, uh, if they're not caught, absolutely you need to share that information as much as you can. But um, as for us uh, advocating for activists um, storming farms like they did in Queensland recently. And in Western Australia, a, a couple got charged with a few thousand dollars for, for stepping onto a farm. Um, yeah, we, we don't advocate for that at all. But certainly, pr- let's protect the whistleblowers and let's, protect, let's share that footage when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I also want to touch on the kangaroo, Carl. I don't know if that is a... I know, you know, there's so many animal issues, but is that anything that the Pirate Party has a position on or has thought about? The kangaroo, Carl, specifically... Um, doesn't appear in our policy. Mm. It's part of the larger area of animal welfare. And again, it's something that I believe a scientific approach needs to be taken to this issue. I mean, there are a lot of kangaroos. They do impact on farming areas. We need to work out how to manage that so that there is space for everybody, including kangaroos and farming Um, I don't want to have to choose one or the other Um, I think that whatever happens it needs to be scientifically managed and it shouldn't be a a heartstrings approach we love our kangaroos let's not eat our national emblem Um, but by the same token if it does need to be managed it needs to be managed humanely 
And that's where hopefully an independent Office of Animal Welfare can look at the science behind it, research if necessary, and take a best practice approach to how issues like this and other issues need to be managed. Okay. And do you, well, Ben, do you want to? Well, yeah, because I think that is a point of difference between, um, yeah, as you say, Pirate Pride don't have a position on that yet, but the Greens definitely do. So do you want to talk a bit about why, um, yeah, why the AJP rejects that, that killing? If you want to consider kangaroos a pest species, like some, some people do, uh, we don't advocate uh, for the, the, the hum- for killing of animals at all, including pest species. There's other ways to control the numbers. Uh, with animals, the science is quite with with kangaroos. The science is quite vague. The, the numbers vary in the millions between you know what, there's a mil- population of a million to to fifteen million. So yes, uh, science has to to become more conclusive on on the numbers. But we'll never advocate for for the killing of kangaroos um, for commercial purposes. You know, particularly for commercial purposes, they're selling kangaroo tails in pet barns. Crying out loud! So um, that's never going to feature. With us at all, mm, yeah. Okay. If if there, you know, if there is problems with numbers, then let's let's talk about humane controls, immune contraception, for one of a, mm. a few things. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's again getting onto that animal welfare rights debate as in what is humane, and then yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll probably t- maybe finish up with that. But do you have any further questions before we move on to that topic, mate? To finish up with, I just wanted to know what are what are um, the members of both of your parties actually um, talking about when they're thinking about animals? Are they talking about it? Have you been hearing um, issues, animal issues, in conversations with your community? And if so, what are they? Well, for us, it's all about it's live export will feature predominantly um, the you know the the inherent cruelty in animal agriculture uh, in particular and the treatment of animals in slaughterhouses uh, that features quite heavily and and the protection of native species kangaroos Tanya yeah within the pirate party animal welfare i mean is one of just many policies we've got, so we're not all about mm. animals, I have to say, but that we're does not a single issue party either. We're not <laughs> just about animals; humans are animals too. All, all of our policies integrate, and are, and you you can't separate individual things out. Sometimes, um, within our party, I would say major issues would be things like endangered, endangered native animals, mm-hmm. um, and the ability and need for local conservation groups, activist groups to be allowed to and encouraged more to um, yeah, to be more active protecting local species, to be funded for that. Um, relatively locally to where I live, there's a, a um, koala group, the Koala Clancy Foundation, that run land clearing, weed pulling up days that volunteers are invited to. It costs volunteers to go and do that and that's still subsidised. We need to put money into assisting those kind of groups across Australia, not just individual local groups, but we need to do that across Australia to um, yeah, get everybody on board. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Should we go to the talk now? From yeah. the, so this is a, a talk, just a very short bit. We might have more of these talks on the on future episodes, so stay tuned for that and, and in more detail. But we thought we'd just give you a little bit of a taste of that event. So this is the march to close all slaughterhouses, which I and other freedom of species people were at yesterday. Um, and Harley, in fact, spoke, one of our um, freedom of species team members, and gave a great speech. But, yeah, I wanted to just briefly just say a few things about the event. I thought it was a – yeah, had that really strong message – and that's kind of what we're going to get into here of animal rights and welfare, et cetera. A really strong animal liberation message of opposing the slaughter of animals fundamentally rather than just the way it's done. So that really strong animal message, which uh, Christy touches on here and what you'll hear, um, but also a strong focus on human liberation as well. So the whole event was Auslan interpreted, they had an accessible space for people with wheelchairs, uh, alternative routes for anyone who had accessibility issues and couldn't do the, the full march. And so there was a real focus on, I guess, bringing that animal liberation and human liberation together right now not just doing one or the other in the future so i thought it was a really positive event and yeah this talk we're about to hear it does contain some discussion of animal suffering and death so it could be a bit confronting for listeners it goes for about three minutes uh, but it basically talks about her experience of going into a duck slaughterhouse and how that really yeah hit home even though she thought she knew what was going on it really sort of hit home on a more emotional level and this experience had me questioning myself and my methods of advocacy most of all, it got me questioning whether or not I could expect a broader public to understand, to comprehend the reality of animal exploitation if I, as a liberation, did not fully comprehend until that moment. How can they understand the horrors of winter lambing with 15 million lambs dying of hypothermia, exposure, predation? if they've never lifted a hypothermic lamb out of a paddock themselves? How can they understand the extreme pain inflicted on young bodies, the mutilations, the detusking, the docking of tails, the castration, the de-beaking, if they have never heard the tortured screams of those animals themselves? How can they understand how agonising it is for fish to be dragged from the oceans by hooks and nets through their bodies, tearing at their flesh, the sudden change in pressure forcing their internal organs from their bodies? And how can they understand the sheer injustice of fish who would otherwise travel across entire oceans being confined to battery farming pens and often deprived due to the filthy conditions of oxygen itself. How can they understand if they have never seen it? And underpinning every death, every mutilation, every act of slaughter, is the complete and total negation of each and every individual being's right to autonomy, to dignity, to self-determination, to liberty. We could demand that every single facility adopt better practices. But at the heart of this issue, driving the necessity for slaughterhouses to even exist in our society, is the demand that non-human animals be rendered nothing more than units of production or products themselves, inanimate objects, numbers, statistics. No amount of legislation or regulation can ever be acceptable 
when it denies the autonomy of a sentient individual being. March 16, the Sintani region of Jayapura in West Papua was hit by massive flooding and landslides, killing at least 89 people, with more than 6,000 people evacuated from their home. 74 people are missing and 159 have been injured. This disaster is the result of torrential rain coupled with devastations of the mountains, also poor waste management, polluting and clogging waterways, leading to flash flooding and mudslides. At this time, West Papuan people need your help more than ever. Help us. Reach our goal to raise $10,000 to provide emergency supplies, food, first aid, nappies, baby food and milk formula. All money raised will go directly to Yayasan Abdi Budaya Nusantara a foundation facilitating the evacuation camp in Sentani, West Papua. Donate online at https chaforg project flood relief for West Papua. West Papuan people need you. It's time to help and don't make them feel alone. I'm Chai Sultana, and you are listening to 3CR. Please subscribe. Do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much. And you are listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR 855 AM, and we are joined in the studios with Ben Schultz from Animal Justice Party and Tanya Breeze from the Pirate Party. And earlier on, we had uh, Jason Ball from the Greens Party on the line. And we just heard a very powerful um, piece of a, of a talk from Christy Elgar at the march to close all slaughterhouses yesterday. And it really highlights this, this tension um, within animal policies and animal movement between welfare and animal rights, where certain positions, particularly animal right position, recognises the individual autonomy of animals and elevates them, or and actually rightly, morally, has them on the same level as humans, recognising that they deserve rights just as a human deserves rights. And there's this real tension, um, even in this conversation we've had today, between um, discussing what we can do to preserve animal rights versus what we can do to um, for animal welfare to help animals die less badly, I suppose, um, which is a difficult position. Uh, but I want to sort of bring that out and, and have a discussion perhaps on those two different contexts and how the parties see them, I suppose. And maybe if we go to Ben first, because I know, um, yeah, you mentioned with the kangaroo cull, like it, it's not, there's not a humane way to do it. 
you know what I mean? Like there's killing them is fundamentally wrong. Um, but obviously, I guess in the short term, and we spoke to Bruce Poon in, in detail about this, but in the short term, I guess there is some embrace of more welfare measures when it comes to animal agriculture, for example. So do you want to touch on some of those tensions? Yeah, the, the, the hardcore animal activists will say we're too welfareist as a political party um, because we have some policies such as um, stunning of animals before before slaughter. We we. We want to end um, non-stunning practices in, on, for slaughter. But, but ultimately, we, we want to shift towards ending agriculture full stop. So animal, agriculture. animal agriculture, yeah. Huh? Animal agriculture specifically. Did I say that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's move yeah. to horticulture. Um, yeah, so uh, absolutely. But if you asked anyone in our political party, a, a member through to, through to Bruce Poon, that we're all about animal protection and improving the lives of animals. So whether you want to uh, call it animal welfare or, or animal rights, we, we're positioning ourselves as animal protection and improving the lives of animals. Now, ultimately, that means not killing them because there's no humane way to kill anything that doesn't want to die. Mm. And I guess that animal protection is sort of a, a broader inclusive team that, that sort of includes both animal rights and, animal, and welfare within it. And Tanya, are there any discussions like this going on within the Pirate Party or is sort of everyone more at that position of animal welfare level of humane slaughter and humane use of animals? Among our members, we have a huge variety right across the spectrum from animal activists to animal farmers we don't condone we don't condone killing where it's not necessary we certainly don't condone yeah what you i guess call non-humane killing the fact remains that animals can grow to pest proportions long term there may be ways to control this without killing or culling um, in the short term, we do need to keep a balance in nature. And, I mean, this applies to both native animals and uh, non-native animals. We need to take a long-term approach. It's not It's not ever going to be a short-term fix. And people who focus on short-term feel-good fixes to these solutions i mean while that's great adopting pets etc to protect them within government you need to legislate for the long term you need to look at what needs to be done across the board Um, so we take a more well we try to take a more holistic approach to it and we look at everything that needs to be done and look at a balance and that includes you know looking at climate change looking at you know our ecosystem Um, plants and animals make up our ecosystem we certainly can't live without them but if anything if, if it gets out of balance if there are areas that that aren't functioning we need to look at how we can bring that back into balance and on on that point i suppose we're getting to the end of the show um we'd like to ask and put it out there um to both candidates uh what other policies that aren't necessarily um specific to animals that you might be um looking at specifically in this election and in particular i'd love to hear your positions on the climate emergency um and what 
what you think we should be doing in terms of climate emergency, but also uh, bring up any other policies that you think are important to mention. Um, so climate's after banning live export and uh, the future of agriculture, protecting the environment is, is our next sort of major platform that we'll be running with in the election. Animal Justice Party, by nature, all we have policies that cover the environment, uh, humans, so population and all that sort of stuff. But our, our policies are animal-centric. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to talk about a non-animal thing, I, I find it particularly hard not to bring it back to the animals. Agriculture being a lord, uh, leading source of climate change, we, we've got, we grow a million hectares or thereabouts of sorghum in Australia and we're clearing land in Queensland at a rate comparable with the Amazon. Faster than the Faster Amazon. Faster than the Amazon. Yeah, I didn't want to know that. But um, imagine what a million hectares of food raised for humans could, could feed a population. Imagine what half a million hectares could feed and then reforest the other half. Let's protect the environment. Let's, um, you know, you know the, lung, the lungs of the, the world sort of rely on that. So we are sort of advocating for, for protecting natural uh, environments and rewilding um, some, you know, land that's under production at the moment. Yeah, great. Tanya, do you have a um, position on climate emergency in particular and, and any other issues that you'd like to um, point out that the Pirate Party has a strong position on for this federal election? I mean, certainly climate change is a big one across the board. Um, we need to do everything we can to prevent further changes and roll back changes that have occurred and even for people who may not necessarily think that it affects them you don't need to think that there's a problem to be part of a solution Um, I think one of the I mean still environmental policies that we talk about we'd like to develop a, a biodiversity matrix which is a mapping of our ecosystem in a holistic way um, nationally so that it can be used for policy development and planning. It looks at species distributions. It looks at conservation status. It looks at environmental data. It collects it all in one place. Um, It uses technology to do that. It's accessible and available and can be looked at in a very scientific way to determine policy to look at ways forward. Um, Another of our policies I'd like to touch on, which may seem out of left field in this context, is our support of a universal basic income. But that looks at providing every adult with um, a certain certain non-means-tested sum of money, totally rethinking the tax and welfare system. And what that can do is promote volunteerism, activism, by allowing Mm. people who want to be creative, active, and certainly be active in these industries um, or things similar to that to to allow them to do that and not focus, have to focus on working to live. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, our policies aren't taken in isolation. 
And uh, look, please, if you're interested, read our policies on pirateparty.org.au. We are totally for transparency um, and also inclusivity and, and collaboration. We can't work in isolation. Minor parties certainly can't work in isolation from one another. We need to work together. We need to see where we have similarities um, and make sure that together we are stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to get my plug in for the website as well. So <laughs> ajpvic.org.au, we've got a whole range of uh, policy documents there. One in particular is climate change and there's there's five key, uh, six key objectives I talked about the animal things, but we want to put an end to all fossil fuel expansion and we want to um, implement a carbon tax on coal and animal agricultural industries. But you can read all the policy documents on there. Uh, the, the one thing that we do touch on for climate change as well is population growth. And uh, one of the key objectives is to maintain a um, repopulation of 1.9 babies. Okay. Yep. I'm not. I'm not too over my um, population growth stuff, but that that sounds like it's you're not so quite in, replacing. Yeah, yeah. The, the replacement rate. It's the replacement rate. Yep. Keep that under under two. Yep. So we, if we can maintain that in Australia, we'd probably be in a good place to to grow in a sustainable sustainable way that doesn't impact the environment as much as particularly if those uh, 1.96 people being replaced every year are eating less meat or none. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, yeah, I guess I guess wrapping things up, but I think it's really um, good point about the basic income and how that can be an issue for animal activists as well, or mm. any activist in terms of spending more time on that. So yeah, and I guess I should say also um, to be upfront right at the end, but obviously like me and Adam are very much coming from the animal liberation perspective, and you know against slaughter altogether. But it, it is kind of interesting from this discussion to see how that that sort of perspective is or, or is not playing out in different parties. So thanks to yeah Tanya, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks to Ben as well. Thanks to uh, Jason as well for coming in over the phone. Uh, just some final plugs before we go. Um, feedback, info at freedomofspecies.org or on social media. We're 1 till 2 every Sunday. Tune in via 855am or via 3cr.org.au. Make sure you stay tuned for Encyclopedia. And I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, thanks for their really nice words about our last show. They couldn't have made, couldn't believe that they're saying 3CR, 3CR is so great because we're talking about Palestine, uh, Palestinian struggle against occupation, and we're talking about animals and the same episode so not too many radio stations would bring those two episodes two issues together so you can find that episode dylan fernando animal rights in palestine all our episodes at freedom of species.org and on itunes and on itunes we're going to finish up with the song long live palestine by loki from his latest album soundtrack to the struggle 2 as you prepare your breakfast think of others do not forget to feed the pigeons As you wage your wars, think of others. Do not forget those who fight for peace. As you pay your water bill, think of others, those who are nursed by clouds. As you return home to your home, think of others. Do not forget the people of the camps. As you sleep and count the stars, think of others, those who have nowhere to sleep. As you liberate yourself with metaphors, think of others, those who have lost their right to speak. As you think of others far away, think of yourself and say, If only I were a candle in the night. 
This is for Palestine, of course. The capital Jerusalem. Unarmed people marching to the wall when they're shooting them. Suppression is a question. Resistance is the answer. Long live Palestine. Long live Gaza. Palestine, of course. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.